This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255. It feels like we're taking all kinds of pills here as we delve deeper down this this rabbit hole, but try to understand this story. What is this movement we're talking about? Why is there controversy around this? Uh, And is it a distraction from some legitimate issues that men are facing? Look, the previous guest made a point about privilege. And is it wrong to say that compared to others, white guys have had a good in this country? It's probably true, all things considered. But that doesn't mean that for every white guy in the country, everything is wonderful. And there are legitimate issues about how boys are doing in school, around men's health issues, whether they're getting enough attention, male custody issues, as she says. Those are all legitimate issues. So if we want to talk about a men's rights movement that represents those things, that seems entirely legitimate. But this red pill movement, as she says, is something different. It's about putting women in their place, she says, about getting the men into bed, she says, viewing feminism as cancer, as a threat to men, she says. And so that's why there's been some controversy. Maxime Bernier using a meme that's been used by this movement, and I I don't think he meant anything by it. Then you had this uh, individual with Wild Rose on campus at the University of Calgary send out the invitation to this film screening tomorrow and using the phrase feminism is cancer which is pretty inflammatory. I think we can agree. So, again, I want to try to to get a better understanding of what's going on here, what this film's all about, what this movement's all about. So joining us on the line is Justin Trottier, Executive Director of Canadian Association for Equality. And they're involved in screening this movie tomorrow night. Justin, really appreciate you making some time for us here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Rob. All right. So, like I said, I want to get a better understanding of, of what it is we're talking about here. I want to get your thoughts, though, first of all, on this, this controversy around the individual at the University of Calgary using the phrase feminism is cancer in order to promote yeah. this movie. What would you say in response to that? Uh, absolutely counterproductive and certainly not remotely uh, consistent with the kind of values that uh, my educational charity, the Canadian Association for Equality, stands for. Uh, We're an organization that's in the business of helping people. We treat everybody as individuals, and we provide through a variety of programs and services uh, support for men, women, and and families all across Canada. Uh, We're also in the business of fostering dialogue, and certainly those vitriolic comments uh, which target feminism uh, in the way that that particular comment did is the opposite of what we could have done if we're interested in in producing dialogue. Uh, So the individual uh, was punished as as he should have been. Uh, He is not somebody associated with my organization. My organization would never release a statement like that. The point of this movie is actually to try to find common ground, believe it or not, between feminism and men's rights activists. Because in the film, you have a feminist who's going out to explore men's issues and men's rights, and she actually walks away. I don't want to sort of spoil it for people, uh, but she walks away with a very positive message of hope and optimism and common humanity. So that's the point of the film. This message, this, this uh, communication that went out, uh, does nobody a service because it polarizes things further instead of finding a common ground and a place to dialogue. Right. Well, but I mean, we talk about polarization. I mean, if the movie was called Finding Common Ground or something along those lines, maybe it'd be less controversial. It's called The Red Pill. And, and of course, and we've talked about there is this this red pill movement, which seems to represent something else. else. So is, well, is there I, a connection? I heard your interview. 
Yeah, sorry to cut in there. I heard your interview with uh, with your last guest, and I just kind of want to set the record for uh, with respect to the meaning of that term. That the red pill is a metaphor that that was that comes out of the film The Matrix, and it basically is a metaphor for a paradigm shift. So it's about going from seeing the world a certain way to uh, looking at it in a in a very very different way, um, and even with a different interpretation of things that seemed at once familiar, and now there's kind of a different interpretation of those events, um, and different people have picked up on that metaphor and applied it in different ways. So I can tell you the way I would use that term, and it might be very different from the way uh, your preceding guest was was assuming it was being used. But in the context of this particular film, it's about appreciating. And for some people, when they see the film, they kind of have this aha moment, this paradigm shift moment, uh, where they realize that uh, there is this other perspective on gender issues. And it, it's this perspective in which sometimes men and boys can also suffer domestic abuse. Sometimes um, uh, the, the family court system can be biased against fathers. And actually, the result is that children get deprived of a meaningful relationship with their father because of this, this kind of bias in the system and many other issues as well. And it's about seeing things sometimes for the first time through this very different kind of lens. Okay, so this is about those issues, and this is not about anything along the lines of getting women into bed, and here's what you need to know to pick up women, and, and this is you know this is the place women have in society, and men need to put them there. It's nothing well, look, about anybody that. Anybody who thinks that hasn't seen the film, because right. if you were to see the film, and if you were to see these, these men, um, some of them are, are men who have finally escaped from, an, from abusive relationships, uh, and I can tell you because I, I meet these men at the Center for Men and Families in Toronto. Every day we run the first uh, support group for male victims of domestic abuse in Toronto. If you hear from these men, uh, you would understand why we're in this business, because these are men who have looked for support, uh, let's say from police or from social service agencies, and in some cases they've been mocked and ridiculed because the people that they go to get help from um, are looking at domestic abuse through one lens, and if you will, they haven't taken the red pill. They haven't appreciated that there's another perspective and that men can also be victims of domestic abuse. I'm just using that as one example, but there's many other men's health issues, fatherlessness issues. Uh, you mentioned earlier boys' education. There are many different aspects of life where because people have a certain paradigm in the way they approach things, they're, they're not really primed to accept that men can be vulnerable, that they can be victims, that they can need support. And because of that approach, we're actually leaving a lot of people out, a lot of boys, men, and fathers out of services that could actually make their lives and the lives of the women in their lives so much better. So those are the kind of issues that you're focused on. Because, look, Justin, we, we, we've talked many times over the years. I, I think I know you a little mm-hmm. bit. You, you don't seem like a, a Rushby kind of guy. You seem like a very reasonable kind of guy. The issues we've talked about around the, the health center that you opened up in Toronto, that all seems not only reasonable but, but necessary. I think what – well, I appreciate you saying that, Rob. I do. And, I, and it's just unfortunate. And it's certainly, and I'll be honest, it's frustrating for me because, you know, we, we have a chance with films like this. They, they, they galvanize people's awareness and attention. And there's a real opportunity there for a dialogue. And uh, tomorrow uh, at the University of Calgary, we've reached out to uh, feminist scholars on campus. We've invited them to the event because we still maintain hope that this can be turned into a positive experience and a dialogue where we can try to find common ground. And it's just really disappointing that instead of that happening, uh, it it looks like, at least for now, it's gone in the more polarizing direction. And frankly, I don't think anybody benefits when that happens. So we're going to redouble our efforts to try to turn this into, as I said, a positive opportunity for dialogue. And we just hope that there will be goodwill on the other side and that we can create that kind of engagement.
what what, what do you consider the the other side to be? Who are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the other side in terms of approaching this through an ideological lens. And that can actually be, there are many ideologies out there. I mean, we simplistically look at it as sort of feminism on the one side and uh, men's rights activism on, on the other side. But in fact, people have very uh, different and, and nuanced uh, kinds of interpretations um, of both of those big camps, feminism and men's rights activism. I, for my part, want to kind of steer a middle ground and try to create a, a place where everybody can come together and and hear each other out and maybe foster some sort of mutual awareness. So although we do take an interest predominantly in men's issues and boys' issues, it's not because we think those are intrinsically more important than women's issues. It's because there is so little that's been done to address you know, boys' education, domestic violence against men, fatherlessness, all the key areas that I've been touching on a couple of times now. But I would hope for a future where we can all come together and, and get a better sense of what are the core problems and how can we approach them so that both men and women can both benefit? That's what tomorrow and the event tomorrow is all about. But I think and I hope that there are other opportunities to advance that kind of more positive agenda in the future. Yeah. Well, well Justin, listen, can I keep you for a few more minutes here? Sure. All right, I got to take a break, but we'll put you on hold. We'll come back and we'll continue this conversation. You can go to Equality Canada, uh, EqualityCanada.com, by the way. Find out more about the Canadian Association for Equality. Uh, our guest is their executive director, Justin Trottier. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. Uh, some conversation around what's known as MRAs, men's rights activists, or more to the point, men's rights activism. What is it? anything to be uh, alarmed about or concerned about. A lot of controversy around a film being screened tomorrow night at the University of Calgary. It's called The Red Pill, although it is the, the work of a female filmmaker. Uh, Justin Trottier is uh, on the line with us. He's executive director of the Canadian Association for Equality. Uh, they're involved in, in screening this film, in fact, in several cities across the country. Justin, it seems like when it comes to campuses, university campuses, there, there's a lot more, shall we say, sensitivity about controversial issues, a real reluctance to have honest conversations about controversial issues. What have you run into so far in, in screening this film across the country or other events you, you've done on universities? Well, we've run into pretty much anything you can imagine. We've had events that were protested. We've had fire alarms pulled. We've had doors blocked. Sometimes the combination of pulling the fire alarm and blocking doors, which is particularly dangerous. Uh, we have had attendees um, trying to get into events who were harassed and bullied. And in one case, I think there was actually a criminal charge of harass of, um, of assault. Uh, pardon me, of assault uh, against uh, one of the uh, the rioters uh, at, at one of these events. And, and just just to be clear, we're talking about events around male suicide. We're talking about events around the sexual abuse of boys. Uh, we're talking about events around um, how we can do a better job at assisting young men uh, to achieve their full potential uh, with respect to graduation and going on to university. So these are very legitimate events. Uh, these speakers at these events are you know, world-class thinkers, authors, professors from, from all over uh, the world. Uh, and these are the kinds of events and the kinds of issues that get people so incensed that they come out and they engage in sometimes criminal behavior. Um, and very often it doesn't get reported. Uh, and so when we talk about gender issues, yes, the communication that went out uh, this morning was absolutely unacceptable. But so are some of these acts, which are done by people uh, from other kinds of radical ideological points of view. We need to really find a way to get past this. That's what I'm that's my big theme here so that we can find that dialogue if, if it's possible to do so. Well, that's just it, right? I mean, it sounds good in theory, but given the track record at other campuses, I think 
a different kind of outcome tomorrow night almost seems more likely. Not meaning to be too pessimistic, but that, that's certainly my concern. Well, I, I, I hope you're wrong, although I suspect uh, that, that, that you, may, you may be onto something there. But I will tell you the good news. When we opened the Canadian Centre for Men and Families, um, and we started to transition uh, more to providing programs and services that are making a real difference in people's lives, victims of abuse, uh, family breakup situations, um, men dealing with anxiety and depression, um, the response we've had has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, from other social service agencies, um, from victim service agencies, from homeless shelters. They've been very eager to refer clients to us, to have us in to do workshops, uh, to work with us on conferences. In fact, now we do an annual uh, anti-violence and abuse conference, which uniquely focuses on men in trauma. Um, we do these with some very prominent uh, anti-abuse organizations. Even a very prominent uh, women organization is involved in that. And so I think the key thing is if you're talking about uh, concrete ways that you're making a difference in the lives of real families, whether it's it's men, women, or children, uh, there really is an appetite uh, to close the gaps in terms of health and social services. And some of those some of those gaps, some of the biggest gaps, are actually around men's services. All right. So people are genuinely curious. They want to know what this film's all about. They want to understand more about what this movement's all about. There, there's a real and actual opportunity tomorrow night to do that. Yes, and I think, again, the theme of the film and, and the, the fact that it's a personal uh, journey of a, a, a female feminist um, who begins the journey by being quite skeptical of the issues we've been talking about, but then comes away with, a, I'm not going to spoil it, but with a very different point of view, let's put it that way. I think her story is something a lot of people can relate to if they come in with an open mind. And, and that's the critical thing is you have to approach these things being willing to, be, to challenge yourself a little bit. All right, so that's uh, tomorrow night at the University of Calgary. As mentioned, uh, more at uh, the website, equalitycanada.com. Justin, really appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks for this. Oh, as always, thanks so much for the All opportunity. Right, take care. That's uh, Justin Trottier, Executive Director of the Canadian Association for Equality. So, as he lays it out, this is what their group's all about. These are the issues they're trying to raise. And that that's what the event tomorrow night is all about. I, I do think, and he talks about the, the visceral reaction that's that's occurred elsewhere in Canada when they've tried to raise these issues. Again, I, I don't think it's a case of how dare you talk about these particular issues. I think it's an assumption that there's some kind of hidden agenda underneath it. When you're talking about men's suicide rates, you're really secretly talking about suppressing women. When you're talking about how boys are doing in school, you're really secretly talking about suppressing women. And so that, that's where the reaction comes from. But maybe that's unfounded. Maybe when you're talking about men's health issues, you're just only talking about men's health issues. That there is no sinister conspiracy. So Justin Trotchy says his organization is simply trying to bring attention to these legitimate and pressing issues. Uh, and look, for that matter, we spoke earlier in the hour with Rebecca Reed, a self-described feminist columnist for, for a British newspaper, who says, let's separate the two. Let's separate these creepy pickup artist types from the other side of, of men's rights activism, which is trying to bring attention to legitimate issues around men's health, men's custody, etc. So, Justin Trotchy is hoping tomorrow night can be an opportunity to have some dialogue uh, about these issues and try to bridge the gap a little bit here. That if feminists see the men's rights activist movement as a threat and vice versa, maybe the two sides can sit down and talk. Say, here's... What we represent. Here's what our concerns are. Well, interesting because here's what we stand for and here's what our concerns are. Maybe to try to find some common ground.
again, who knows? Maybe that's naive. Maybe that's a little too kumbaya. Maybe we're going to see all kinds of chaos tomorrow night. But that uh, film is being screened at the university tomorrow night. And I think in part, given what was said in the initial invitation, there's already controversy, uh, controversy around this. A uh, quote from Justin Trotche, though, in their news release. He says, when it comes to gender, strong feelings can sometimes get in the way of the kind of dialogue which could lead to real progress on behalf of both men and women. We see that in, nus- in unnecessarily vitriolic comments or online harassment targeting feminists. We also see it when radical feminists pull fire alarms and harass members of the public at events focused on men's issues like fatherlessness and the sexual abuse of boys. Neither of these actions is acceptable or helpful to the cause of mutual understanding. All right. So, look, we're about 40 minutes into this hour. I think we've tried to unpack a lot here. At least I I, I hope we have a better understanding of what we're talking about when we're talking about the men's rights movement or the red pill movement or the return of King's movement. And to try to, to draw some, some clear lines here. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.